wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And it's time to hit the music because baseball is officially back. We've moved past the labor negotiations. We've moved past all of that silly nonsense. And we finally have a baseball season in place. A lot has changed about the season that you know and love, so we're going to go over all of that today and how it impacts the Kansas City Royals. Finally, we can talk just about baseball and not about some negotiations from the owners and the players and who's right and who's wrong and the state of the sport. We can just talk about the sport now. It's going to be awesome. From now on, this is back to being just about baseball, which is fantastic. So let's dive into it because really it's hard to even know where to start with all of this because there's just so much information to unpack here. So the trade deadline, first of all, has been moved from July 31st to August 31st due to the fact that the season will not start until until uh, July 24th. So this obviously means that they're going to have trades. If, if you're going to have a trade deadline, it's because you're going to have trades. And that was something that was not clear at the time. We didn't know if we were going to be able to trade players because of the COVID-19 and do you really want players traveling? Uh, you know, for example, you know, in Kansas City, COVID cases might be down and then you're going to just going to trade one of those players to Miami and then, you know, vice versa, Miami's a hotbed for it, so they're going to send a player to Kansas City and you know, it, it would just be a kind of a mess a little bit, but we are going to be able to trade players this season. So that's going to create another fun element to this year because you only have a month to decide if you want to go all in or if you want to stay pat with your team, or if you want to sell on your team, there's a lot of moving parts in that month of the season. So the trade deadline will be August 31st. Guys on the Royals trade block, uh, would pro- if they're not in contention, would be Jorge Soler. Um, Trevor Rosenthal is a guy, if he's pitching well, uh, who can be out there. I don't think that you see Merrifield get traded in this season. Uh, it's it's far too a, it's a... It's a shortened season, a shortened trade deadline. I don't think that you're going to see him be moved, but a guy like Soler could be moved. A guy like Trevor Rosenthal could be moved for sure. Uh, But ultimately, I think that every team just kind of pretty much stays pat, but we'll see how that all transpires. And then also, teams are going to invite 60 players to big league spring training, which will take place on July 1st. We can call that spring training or summer training, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be on July 31st with 60 players. Uh, they can send up to 20 players uh, to an alternate site, you know, but but 60 of them get to the big league spring training, which is going to be at your home ballpark, and 20 players can go to an alternate site. Uh, so, for example, you know, the Royals can can send 20 guys to Omaha or something to to, to work out there uh, and and be ready there. Uh, not all players on the 40 man roster must be invited to big league spring training, so you can really uh, mix and match that. You know, you you can uh, take guys who aren't on that 40 man roster and invite them, uh, but 
they still must be paid if they're not invited on the 40-man roster, that is. So to be eligible for the postseason, you must be called up to the big leagues on September 15th. The season will start with a 30-man roster. It'll get cut down to 28 after two weeks, and it'll be 26 men after four weeks. Like always, pitchers and catchers will report pitchers and catchers report on July 1st, and then position players will follow suit after that. However, uh, for the Royals, there's a lot of guys that are already there and already working out. I know that they've shown Alex Gordon working out. They've shown Nicky Lopez working out. So a lot of guys are already there right now, like you see in normal spring training, where you know the, the date for position players kind of is irrelevant because they pretty much all show up at the same time anyway. Uh, the transaction freeze, which was put in place on... You know, this on March, the start of this COVID break, you couldn't make any transactions. That's over on Friday at 11. So on Friday at 11, you can start moving around your roster and, and doing different things. And then teams must submit their 60-man roster. We will have the 60-man player pool for the Royals on Sunday at 2. That, that's the latest you can submit. So we'll have that for the Royals on Sunday and talk all about that next week. I cannot wait to see what they're going to do with that 60-man roster. Uh, the in-person scouting will be allowed. And teams can take up to three taxi squad players on the road. Uh, but if they take all three, one of them must be a catcher. And then the uh, other wrinkle here is that the Nashville Sound, who is the AAA affiliate, I, I, I can't remember who they're affiliate for, but they are going to host two teams of unsigned baseball players, both with major league, major league experience and not. Uh, they're going to try to host a league where they get two teams of guys who want to get back in the big leagues. They're going to pay them $400 a week, and they're going to be practicing and playing and getting ready. That way, if there's injuries or something, you can dip into that pool as well, not just your own um, system. And so with the regular season injured list, there's going to be 10 days in 2020. The OMB is expected to institute a special COVID-19-related injury list uh, for a player who tests positive and has confirmed exposure or exhibiting symptoms, uh, players would not have a specific number to spend on that injured list for COVID. They would just have to wait until they can get a negative test. So that makes sense as well. And then really the, the last part about this, you know, getting the rush of news out there is the schedule. So for the Royals, they're going to play, you know, the, the central division, which is going to be, the Twins, White Sox, Indians, Tigers, of course. They're going to play 40 games in their division. And then they're going to play 20 games in the interleague uh, based on, you know, of course, the geographical counterpart. So the East versus the East, the West versus the West. And then, of course, for the Royals, the Central versus the Central. So they'll play the Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, and Pirates. Now, how that works is you're going to play more games against your rival. So obviously the rival for the um, Royals is going to be the Cardinals. The rival for the White Sox is going to be the Cubs, uh, and so on down the line. So the Royals will play the Cardinals for um, six games against the Cardinals, and then the other 14 games against NL Central teams will be allocated uh, and, and kind of dispersed from there. But you're going to get six games against the Cardinals. I would take it that that means a, a three-game setter in uh, St. Louis and then a three-game set in Kansas City. So take that as what you will. Now, the big news in this also from a scheduling and a you know broadcast standpoint is that TV broadcasters are not expected to travel so home teams will be provided a fee uh, and a feed and this is not going to be exactly like spring training if you've ever watched spring training baseball then you'll know that 
you know, when when the Royals take on the Padres, the Royals might be on TV and you might be able to watch it on Fox Sports Kansas City, but what you're watching is actually, you know, Fox Sports San Diego. That's what you're actually going to be watching. You're not hearing uh, Ryan Lefevre and Rex Hudler and you're not seeing the Kansas City graphics or anything like that. Uh, what this will do is you'll still be seeing like Fox Sports Padres in the corner. Uh, or you'll still be seeing, of course, not that, Fox Sports, you know, Midwest and Fox Sports Cardinals in the corner. Uh, but you won't be hearing the Cardinals announcers. You'll be hearing the Royals announcers uh, if the Royals so choose to do this. So the Cardinals will send a feed to a studio where Ryan Lefevre is and Rex Hudler are, and you know they'll commentate over the game off of a screen, and then that will get put to us. But the the graphics that that get used in that you know in that broadcast will be Cardinal graphics, and that's why they said that it must be equal airtime for both sides. You can't just have all Cardinal graphics and no Royals graphics. Uh, you, you've kind of got to change your uh, local feeds in terms of the presentation of it to a national feed where you're, where you're getting equal time to both sides. Uh, and, of course, you can still have your local announcers. Uh, or you can just say, screw it, let's just have the away team's announcers for this game, and let's not worry about it. But there is a way to, to keep your local people uh, on the air throughout the whole season. And I think that the Royals will do that. Uh, now, radio is allowed to travel. However, I'm not sure that Denny Matthews is going to travel. Uh, I think that he'll probably do the home games, and then you know someone like Lefevre or, or anyone will take over on the road games. I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that Denny will travel. Just just giving the circumstances of COVID and things like that. So the scheduling, of course, since it's only going to be in the division, there's not going to be any late late night starts, and there's not really going to be any. Um, early evening starts for the Royals, so that they've got everyone's got a sweet spot in that. Whenever you uh, see that, you know the the travel schedule is, is really nothing. You're only staying in your time zone. After the break, we're going to get into what this all means for Kansas City and what can happen in this 60 game season. By the way, one last bit of news before we transition into Royals talk is there is no expanded playoffs. I want to reiterate that again, like I did yesterday. No expanded playoffs. So that kind of sucks, and we'll talk about that after the break. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that first order. Built Bar has low-calorie, low-carb, low-sugar. It is phenomenal. I'm telling you right now, you're going to want to go to BuiltBar.com. You're going to want to put in promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to want to save $10, and you're going to want a fantastic protein bar. That is great for pre-workout. It's great for post-workout. It is awesome. It's even a great meal replacement if you just want to you know, cut out a breakfast and just use this. It's 110 calories. Fantastic taste. No bad aftertaste like most protein bars. Get yourself a Built Bar. I love the banana nut bread flavor. I also love the, the peanut butter flavors because of that chocolate coating on the outside. Go try it yourself. I cannot recommend them enough. I truly do love the good taste of Built Bar. So what does this mean for the Kansas City Royals? Let's start with some Royals news that is not kind of directly related to this, uh, but Asa Lacey has signed with the Royals. He signs above slot value uh, by just a tick. He signs for $6.67 million. So just barely above the slot value, uh, that was $6.6 million, uh, $6.66 million. So he's above slot value. Texas A&M left-hander, obviously the best pitcher in this draft. He, he looks great. They, they had him out at Kaufman signing his contract. And this leads me into my next point. I was talking to Alec Lewis on Twitter yesterday of The Athletic, and I asked him, hey, have you heard anything about 
service time as it relates to Brady Singer. One thought out there right now is that you just kind of you shift everything, right? You, you know, we're prorating contracts, so let's prorate the service days. So, so one thought out there is that since the season is 66 days and you need to get credited for 172 days of service in a full year, that the number for an active player, you know, to get credit for that full service day is 33 days. So we could see Brady Singer get called up and not lose a year of service time on the 34th day of the season. Uh, so I, I don't know where this is all going to stand here at, at the end. I don't know if this is going to work out the right way for Brady Singer. I will say that right before recording this, we heard from the Mariners, the Mariners GM, I think it is. Yes, the Mariners CEO, I should say. And he told uh, ESPN Seattle that he expects young prospects to be called up around baseball, but then he he listed, uh, you know, the Mariners young guys. He expects young guys to get called up. Uh, and, and even their first rounder to be on the taxi squad. And so the taxi squad is something that we need to dive into as well, because you're going to hear that phrase a lot. And I'm not sure if uh, all of you have read up on that. So the taxi squad guys are basically going to be your break glass in case of emergency squad. So you're going to have guys who aren't going to be playing every day. They're not going to be playing at all. Uh, basically it's your minor leagues kind of, uh, you know, cause if a guy gets hurt, you can call someone up from that taxi squad and they're going to be ready to go. They're, they're going to be working out. Uh, they're going to be, you know, scrimmaging against each other, you know, inner squad scrimmages. They're going to be doing all that stuff to stay in shape and, and to be ready for if someone gets COVID, if someone gets hurt, uh, whatever the case may be, they're going to be staying ready and staying in game shape. So I would expect all of the big names, even Ace at Lacey to be on the taxi squad because you want to keep your developmental projects and your development or p- developmental players at least playing and at least doing something uh, throughout this time period, I would assume. Now, that's, again, that's a, that's a big a- assumption. We're not sure how this is all going to unfold. Uh, but I would assume that all the young players, even Asa Lacey, will be involved in the taxi squad and will be involved in working out at Kauffman Stadium, uh, making sure that they're ready for either this season, for in the case of Brady Singer, uh, or next season and beyond. But you know, it, it really does suck that this happens this year. Uh, not that the Rose are going to be any good in a normal year. In a normal year, the Rose are going to probably lose 100 games. But, you know, we were going to gear up to see Brady Singer, and it was so exciting to think about that. And now we're not sure where it stands. And, hey, look, this could actually bring um, a better chance for Brady Singer to play this year. So we'll see how this all unfolds. Um, I think that, I think that in the latter half of the year, you know, after they clear whatever marker they put out there to not lose a year of service time, to not lose a year of uh, control over these young prospects, I think once they get past that mark, you could see the Royals just call up uh, Brady Singer, even Daniel Lynch, even Asa Lacey. I mean, it, it's, an, it's incredible to think about uh, all the options that, options that they have down there, uh, and, and there wouldn't be really any harm in doing that. I will say, for the first-round prospect, if, 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 if this gets you excited at all, if you remember when the Royals were good, and Brennan Finnegan pitched in the College World Series and the World Series in the same year. If the Royals can make a run here, if the Royals can do something here, that that's the same caliber of guy that Asa Lacey is. He, he can be ready to pitch in the big leagues this season if he's needed to make a run. And you take a step back, and even without the expanded playoffs, now obviously expanded playoffs helps a lot, but even without the expanded playoffs, it's still not out of the question that any team gets in. I think it's a little bit harder now for the Marlins to get in. You know, a team like the Marlins who is just in the dumps, a team like the Giants who are just in the dumps. Uh, 
But it seemed like the Royals, what have I been saying all year? What have I been saying since January? If you've been listening to the show, you know that since January, since before spring training, since before COVID, since before all of this, I've been saying that the Royals can be last year's Texas Rangers team. And through 60 games last year, the Rangers were 32 and 28, and they were the second wild card team. They were 32 and 28, and they were the second wild card team. That's not impossible for this Royals team. I mean, think about spring training, how many guys kind of overperformed. I think that I think that Ryan McBroom and I think that Ryan O'Hearn overperformed. I think that Nicky Lopez was playing well. I think that Josh Stomont was playing great. I think that Trevor Rosenthal was playing great. If you can get those performances from guys and it clicks and you go on a run at the start of the year, that could be all you need to push you into the postseason in a 60-game season. This is no longer a marathon. This is a sprint. So from game one, from opening day, for the first time, you can be reactionary. You can treat this like a Kansas City Chiefs season. Now, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't because at the end of the day, it's, it's the Royals, and who cares if they're in the playoffs or not uh, with this current contract of team. They don't have, they're, they're not in a win-now mode, so it doesn't really matter what happens. But if you want to live and die by every pitch, this is the year to do it because from game one, this will decide if teams get in or not. From game one, there is no there is no warm-up period. There is no grace period. There is no rebound period. You're going to be on the clock game one, and so is everyone else. If you lose game one, the pressure's on. It's going to be fun to follow these teams, and you know you can look back at last year's standings again. Uh, if I expect them to be the Rangers, which I do, uh, they would they would be right there in the wild card game, and they would of course be in contention for that because they did have the wild card spot after 60 games. But the but the Washington Nationals, who won the World Series, they were not in the playoffs after 60 games. Your World Series champions last year were not in the playoffs after 60 games. This is going to be a wild, wild sprint, and I, I can just I just cannot wait to get baseball started. And it's been a long time since I've been excited about baseball. And they're not out of the woods yet with COVID. I understand that. Uh, But we've been so negative about this sport in the media. And fans have been so negative about this sport that I just want to be happy for a little bit. I just want to be excited about baseball again for a little bit. And then we can go back to reality here in a week and talk about the uh, severe nature of COVID and talk about all of the things that, you know, is really affecting the sport and couldn't affect the sport and things like that. So I think that's all I've got today. I mean, we've talked about a lot. We've gone for 19 minutes. I, th- I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what you're feeling about, th- about this season. What do you think about the extra innings rule that we talked about yesterday, starting a guy on second base in extra innings? What do you think about the Royals' chances in 60 games? Uh, if, if you're the Royals, do you go for it? I mean, do you just call up everyone uh, and say, screw screw the extra year of service time? Uh, it's a 60-game season. If we can get good performances from Brady Singer and Daniel Lynch and uh, whoever else, then let's do it. Let's get to the playoffs. And then as we've seen, if you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Are you in that camp or are you in, hey, this season, it, it, still, it still does not matter here. We were never planning to win, so just let the chips fall where they may and we'll just be happy watching some baseball. So it's going to be interesting. I think that a positive note to end the show here, you would assume that given the extra time off that Salvi and 
Alberto Mondesi are perfect. I mean, they're they're good to go. They're 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 ready to get started, and they're going to be ready for opening day, which is a big help. And we can talk about this lineup tomorrow because I think that, you know, I think that if someone that wasn't a Rose fan listened to the show, you know, even going back to January, I think that someone that listened to the show and they were not a Rose fan would assume that I was being a homer, and they would assume um, that there's no way that this Rose team that lost 100 games last year, uh, there's no way that they can be a playoff team in this wild 60 game race and that I would, I was just being an overhyped homer and I, I never am a homer and that's easy for me to say, but I, I truly am never a homer. I'm actually usually a pessimist about all my teams in every sport. Uh, so I want to dive into why this team, this Rose team can legitimately go and win a playoff spot. They can go and get to the postseason if they, if they, if the stars align and how the stars could align. So I'm going to talk about that tomorrow and I cannot wait again. Let me know all of your thoughts about baseball on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. That's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. And also we've got a season. So that means we've got fantasy baseball and not only can you go check out locked on fantasy baseball right now, but you can either tweet me at Ryland underscore styles at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. But you can also email if you don't have Twitter uh, locked on Royals at gmail.com. Do that and send me your ESPN account you know, username. So that way we can play fantasy baseball against each other. No buy-in fee, no fees for you. Just join for free. And then whoever wins the league, I will personally send something to them. I will send them something, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a, you know, prize for winning the fantasy baseball league. It's a way for me to interact with you at home. I think it'll be fun. I think that this is the year. If you've been, if you've been thinking about fantasy baseball, this is the year for you. I mean, it's a lot easier to keep up for 60 days, or you know, or I guess the season is 66 days. It's a lot easier to keep up for, with 66 days than it is for over 162 days. So this is this is the year for you to get into fantasy baseball. If that's something that you want to get into, you can do it with me. Uh, we'll play an ESPN fantasy league head to head, all that good stuff. Free to join. Just have some fun. Let's play some fantasy baseball and let's watch the Royals. Hopefully, win a few ball games again tomorrow. We're going to talk all about this team and all about the possible lineup, and all about the possible roster, uh, and the possibility that they can you know, get into the wild card. And as we've seen with the Royals, if you get in the wild card, anything can happen. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.